0: There's that music again, that theme song. (laughs) I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Welcome, 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 everybody. My name is Mitch Newman, and you've stumbled upon or intentionally found today's episode, Money's Mitch, where we unpack what it means to lead from a higher level of consciousness, what it means to be able to support yourself and others from a place that's really more heart-filled and felt than necessarily always thought-filled. It's often sometimes the, the thoughts that we have, especially a lot of the old thoughts that we have, a lot of limiting beliefs and sometimes doubts and uncertainties about what it means to lead or whether we're capable of even doing it, where we can kind of leave that behind. We can kind of move forward. We can kind of really step into our respective magic And the magic is often found in the unknown. It's found in the places and spaces that we have yet to venture towards. And so let's venture today. Would you join me in that process? (laughs) I hope so. That's why you're here. So conscious leadership, what it really entails, what it really means, what it really focuses on with respect to how do I then lead other people? Well, for sure, it's got to first start with us. Individually, How do we lead ourselves from a higher level? How do we work our own process around things with a really what I would call a strong inside game where we've worked our limiting beliefs? We've reframed a lot of them. We've worked through stuff to a greater extent. And knowing that there's always a deeper cut, knowing that the that the consciousness is not a destination and transformation is not a straight line. Knowing that from time to time, our stuff will still come up, and that's cool, but here's the difference. I got a bigger tool belt. I got got a Home Depot behind me, which is probably, unfortunately, the last place anybody would ever see me. Um, I get scared in those places. It's like a haunted house for me. Be that as it may, probably the topic of another podcast. But we have more tools, and that's what we want to rely on, is to to be able to be in situations and circumstances within ourselves and with other people, perhaps, that we're leading, that are part of, let's say, a team that we're leading. And knowing that we can, from time to time, as called upon to do so, offer up some tools, some techniques, some what I call state-of-the-heart communication tools and techniques that allow us to lead at that higher level of consciousness. So I want to talk specifically today about the really in many ways, how to take somebody from store to solution. And I've talked about this before and, I, and I've shared upon it uh, and about it for, for quite some time. And I've always shared a very particular technique that I use. And the truth is when I really sat with it this morning and I was just kind of going through it, I realized, you know, there's other stuff that I do too. And in the expansion, which is always about understanding that this, this is, this is not a finite set kind of podcast where I teach you, you do this or you do this, and that's it, that it's ever expanding. And so I wanted to do, extend some additional tools that I find have been super effective for me and for other people. And so that you can start to, to really build your own tool belt, build your own kind of Home Depot behind you, where you know that you have access to different things. And particularly when it comes to getting somebody from story to solution when they're usually in some phase of I'm upset because or some level of frustration about something that's going on in their lives to know that there is multiple ways that it, that you don't have to have all the answers and at the same time you can guide people through a couple options. And there's three that I have now and and Lord knows in six months, there may be three more. I don't know. Whatever comes forward, I'll always share with you. (laughs) So I want to talk about those three today because I think they're, they all have merit. They all have value. One is not better than the other. Um, in many situations, it's your intuition that guides you. And sometimes it may be a little skewed. You may be projecting your stuff onto somebody unknowingly. And you may fall a little short with one of these. And here's the thing. You got two more choices. <laughs> and I trust, I trust that if you try to and, and two aren't necessarily effective, the third one is going to work. I do believe strongly in that. So let me share those things because I think the, the getting somebody out of I'm upset because and moving them from store to solution is such a key component to creating not only um, a strong sense of conscious leadership and a mastery within yourself. If you can share this with other people who then share it with other people who then share with other people and it becomes a practice technique within your teams, within your organization, within your company, then what you'll find – is you're creating depth of leadership. And that's really what you want. You don't want to be the leader. You don't want to be everybody coming to you. You want to be able to learn what you need to learn, create a level of mastery around it, always knowing there's always a deeper cut, and inspiring that leadership in other people who then inspire that leadership in other people who then inspire that leadership in other people. That's my sense of, of of depth of leadership and it's significant because if you have a business and you want that business to be around for a while, it's a great way to know that it will be not because it it's all on you but it's because other people share the share the share the uh, the cost of leadership sometimes the burden of leadership the joy of leadership all of it so the first way which I've been talking about for for a while now which is really... It's really what I call how to make the turn, and it's really about meeting people where they're at. It's really about having an understanding and um, a respect for where somebody is and what they're experiencing and, and really being empathetic, genuinely empathetic to what they're going through. They're feeling something, sadness, anger, frustration. Their need for fairness isn't being met. Their, their need for joy, their need for congruence, their need for communication isn't being met, whatever it is. And what you're basically doing is just allowing them the opportunity to, to share what they need to share, to be heard, genuinely heard by you, because that's a key component. And even if you can't relate to the specific situation, we all can relate to the need because we all have this a lot of the same needs. Then sometimes from time to time, they're not being met. So we can relate to a need that isn't being met. We can also relate to a wide variety of feelings. That we've all shared that are very common to the human condition. So we can talk about it from that perspective without pretending that we know exactly what somebody is going through. And even if we've been through a same situation or a similar situation, we really don't know what the other person is experiencing because, well, we're not the other person. And if we can create that relatability, if we can create that trust, if we can create that bridge where the person feels heard and accepted and not judged. Then we're in a position once we see and settle their they're settled back in their body where we can offer feedback. I have a sec, I have a suggestion that may be supportive here. Are you open to hearing it? Or I have some ideas on how we might be able to work through this together. May I share some of those thoughts? So, what you've done is, is once they say yes to that, what you've done is you've created a scenario. Where they're now able to really trust you enough to move from that story to move into that place of solution. So that's one super powerful way of moving from story to solution. Another is to naturally the same thing. Be willing to listen. Be genuinely empathetic to what somebody is going through. And then be able to add into that once they've shared it, once they feel heard, to say, and... I'm wondering if you've ever thought to see it this way or considered experiencing it this way and simply just offering up another way to see the same situation. You're not saying or. We're not in a place of judgment. We're not trying to make somebody feel like what they're experiencing, what they're feeling, what they're thinking is invalid or wrong on some level. What we're doing is is we're gently Reminding someone something that's so important that we often forget when we're triggered is that we have a choice or rather choices to see something the same and different, the duality, that it can be frustrating and create anger inside of us and at the same time also offer up a blessing, also offer up another way of viewing something that happened that perhaps we weren't willing to see. It's often in that moment when we're reminded and really this is what it is. This is reminding somebody that they have choices, that one isn't necessarily better than the other, that one isn't good and one isn't bad, that, that they have choices. It creates a level of freedom inside someone to be able to start to realize that they could feel angry And also feel blessed at the same time. So it's really, it's understanding the duality. That two things could be true at the same time. And over time, as they start to do that and they start to process that themselves, when they find themselves getting frustrated and they get angry, they can also then say, and I could also consider this a blessing. I could also consider this a wake-up call. One that actually serves me moving forward. They can be both. And so the simple reminder that we have choices is the freedom that people often need to gradually start making a different choice. Now, I could have said a better choice. I don't know what a better choice is necessarily. I just know that people can make a different choice. And then when they realize that it's not just one or the other, and if that choice that they end up making or the second choice that they go with isn't necessarily spot on, that they know there's other choices too that they're not limited, that we're not locked in. And many times when we're triggered, many times when we're frustrated, we lock ourselves in. And that is in many situations, often the prison that people find themselves in where they can't see a solution and they just spin and spin and spin in the story. The third way, which is in many ways I, I don't just randomly do this. This is really in many ways an intuitive hit that I get based upon the kind of conversation that I'm having with somebody um, perhaps tied to our, am I sensing that they have a sense of humor around this. Do I sense that, that they'll, they'll turn a little bit more easily than maybe somebody else who maybe is overly embedded in something that I'll see, I'll just sense that there's wiggle room. And that is what I often call reframing in the moment. So somebody may actually just come forward and say, you know, God, I'm so angry and frustrated with myself and everybody around me. You know, I, I, I really got myself into a, a tremendous amount of debt and I owe people money. And I just can't believe I created this situation. And I'm really noticing a pattern here in my life. And it's just I'm so frustrated right now. I can't I just can't stand it. And I may then say, so if I'm hearing you accurately, in the past, you were challenged around finances and around debt. And what I'm really hearing you say is, I'm ready to step into that place of taking responsibility for my finances and clearing up any outstanding balances that I have with other people so that I can live a more prosperous and contributory life. Is that accurate? And all of a sudden, their shoulders pick up and their chest. Pops out a little bit, they got a smile on their face and they go, yes, that's correct. So what I've done is in that moment, I've literally reframed it from something that was judgmental to something that was genuinely uplifting and truthful. I'm not making it up that when I see that, but the simple awareness that somebody has of that situation and scenario tells me there's a part of them that's ready to break through. So let's break through right there. Right there in that moment. So that can be also an incredibly effective technique. So meeting somebody where they're at, being empathetic, offering up a possible suggestion of how they may look at something, getting right to, going right from story to solution is is one way to do it. That other way to do it is to remind people of the choices that they might have that maybe they're not considering in that moment when they feel locked in and they don't see a way out. Where we're just positioning that there are choices. We're not saying the choice that they're currently making, what they're current, the way they're currently seeing it is wrong or bad. They may need to be in that place for a moment or two. They may need to be in that place of sadness for a moment or two. The key is that they are feeling the sadness. They're just not becoming the sadness. They're feeling the anger. They're just not becoming the anger. And they start to be reminded that they have choices. Oh, right. I have choices here. And then that third way is just reframing in the moment. It's seeing someone's loving essence in that moment. It's seeing the divine in them in that moment. It's seeing the subtext of what it is that they're saying, which is contrary to what the words that are coming out of their mouth. They're talking about death death, and they're talking about anger and they're talking about frustration. And what you're seeing is below that is that they're ready, that there's an awareness, that there's an opportunity for growth, that they're ready to seize that they're identifying this as a part of their past and they're ready to move forward. And I think if you see these three options as tools, as techniques in your tool belt that you're able to use at any point in time, and then after the fact, to be able to have a discussion with the person about it and talk about the three options, now not only are you modeling that and showing them through the experience of how it supported them and helped them, But now you're teaching them how to use that same tool and technique with other people. Always modeling it, always looking for that depth of leadership. This is exciting to me. I hope it's exciting for you. My name is Mitch Newman. We'll see you again next time. Hey, so if you like this episode, make sure to subscribe to this podcast so, you know, we can hang out every Monday. You can also follow me on Instagram at Life's a Mitch. And if you feel so inspired, make sure to tag me in your stories. I really appreciate hearing from people who are listening in. So if you have any ideas, any feedback, any questions, don't be shy. Please send them along. Who knows? Something you share or suggest may spark a future episode. So until next week, remember, life's a Mitch and then you thrive.